0: Hey guys i welcome back to the F- fpl max reaction pod now i keep getting uh, keep getting stuck on the name because we've changed it recently it's fpl max reaction pod obviously we've got the new twitter um account as well the page so if you're not following give that a follow and that's at fpl max reaction um so yeah episode 11 how are you this week max i'm good I'm good busy busy um
1: Last game week was obviously an eventful one, um, but yeah, looking forward to the week ahead. Week, weekend games. Um, Arsenal, of course, went through in the Carabao Cup, which is good. Um, see Chelsea scraped through again. Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm good, mate. I'm good.
0: Yeah, so um, so yeah, we've got quite a lot to cover on today's pod, actually um including the city attack uh Habits and mount um antonio being a hold some questions that we received on our obviously our own uh our own account when we put out a post but firstly we'll start on the the game week review so briefly we'll just go through our teams and, and see how we did um, rank wise so uh, max i'll let you start so rank wise if i go through my points
1: so far um so for the game we've just gone. So I finished up on eighty seven. Um, I had, took a minus four. Um, so if I go through my current team, so I had Sanchez in, in goal. Now yep. I was actually happy that he got a couple of bonus points for me. So that was of course uh, decent. So I managed to get um managed to get four there. Um, and then Rudiger in defence, which got me nine points, which was good. Um, I was concerned that actually he wouldn't. Wasn't going to get anything, but yeah, he did. He got the Kanishi and assist. Mm. I got Trent with ten points. Um, I thought his shot was actually going to go in at one point, but you know, when it tipped over the bar. Ah, but yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunate to not get a goal there. Um, Kinsella, unfortunately only got me um, one point, which was yeah, was frustrating. Frustrating. So I brought Havertz in for Yotta, which as we can, as you as you know, wasn't the best decision. I um, ended mm. up getting three points, and Yotta of course got the eleven. Yeah. Odegaard um didn't start. So he only got he only got me got me the one point which was which was a bit unfortunate and I'm concerned a little bit for him because he, when he has been playing he's playing slightly deeper. Um but that's one for me to monitor. Kevin De Bruyne, one point. So as you can see so far my midfield is consistent of blanks, really. Yeah. Um he didn't start and he got, you know, 13 minutes, which is again an, an unfortunate one. Then I had Rafinha. Another player who didn't do very well. One point, come off injured. Um, Midfield, though, Captain Salah, which, in in short, saved my whole game week. Um, We obviously know what he did there in terms of Patrick and assist. Um, Moving on to my attack. Um, Tony, two points. Again, I'm a little bit unlucky, really, lately because he's not been doing well, but a couple of different, you know, slightly easier fixtures, so hoping for something there. And then Antonio, seven points. So overall, um, a rank decline from three hundred fifty-seven k to three hundred eighty-five k. To be honest, if I left some of my players in, I took out Creswell, who got twelve points. Of course, he, the time I take him out and I swapped him for Rudiger. So yeah, that was a loss of three points. And then of course the Havertz and Yotta didn't pay off yet either. But the captain choice ended up being not so such of a uh, bad week. So yeah, not so uh, not so bad overall. Eighty yeah,
0: eighty-seven points and a slight rank decline. Great, um, quite a, quite a, an okay uh, rank, though, isn't it? Three hundred something k. I feel like you you sort of in that um, area where it's quite easy to jump up now, isn't it? Um, without yeah, taking definitely. too many risks.
1: I feel like at the moment the ranks are very, you know, some of the percentages I was seeing in rank changes, you know, people going from really low rank all the way up to like in the top hundred k, even even quite, um closer to the top, so. At the moment, things can definitely change. A few, a few good differentials here and there, and and you're you're way back up there. Yeah, for sure.
0: Obviously, Salah had a had a big part in the in 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 everyone's week. Actually, um, this week, and whether you captain him or not, um, sort of decided uh, the 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 sort of week that you that you had, didn't he? Um, you know, he he sort of he he was a sort of. captain pick I'd say in the community so a lot went for different picks and a lot went for Salah Um, and obviously you went for Salah which was a great decision Um, it's annoying isn't it well we'll get into my team now and then explain what happened leading up to uh, leading up to captaincy so Sanchez with the four points obviously uh, similar to you um, played against it he still managed to get a few a couple of saves then he got a couple of bonus points I think or was it one I'm not too sure um Cancelo as well he uh I think he was quite unlucky actually obviously got the yellow card as well which was again really irritating um Brighton I think played well um but yeah Rudiger obviously clean sheet and assist so the assist was off the penalty wasn't it that was missed by Mount originally and then had to get retaken. So, again, like you said, would have been a little bit annoyed, um, you know, with with the likes of James and Chilwell scoring for other people, um, and then just us sat here with Rudiger uh, with his with his uh, clean sheet. But yeah, he was uh, he did great to get the assist uh, again. Trent ten points, same as you. Salah twenty four points, didn't captain him, um, but yeah, Rafina, similar to you, off injured, captaincy on Havoc's so, obviously, we, we, we did a space, that we, held a space um, just before the window, and for some reason, I just, I was just like, it was just sort of a rush, isn't it? I was just like, right, I'm going to Captain Havertz. It was remember? very last
1: minute, wasn't it? Because I remember it was, we did the the space, like, twenty was it 20 minutes before the deadline, I think it was?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that was a little bit crazy, and obviously, I was so adamant I was going to um, captain Salah at uh, captain Salah all week against United because I, you know I, I I had a feeling that he'd do well. Um, I had a feeling Liverpool would beat United. You know, I said that to mates and stuff. So, so yeah, just a little bit irritated that I didn't go for it. I think the sort of, maybe that has the have its hype took over, and 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 yeah, which led me to captain him, which didn't go as to plan. Um, one good part of my week, though, was um, Emil Smith Rowe for Arsenal on the first night. Um, you always hope, don't you, of you know having an asset in the early in the early game and the early kickoff and them hauling and then and then you sort of look at that haul of it because obviously Smith Rowe got the 13 points, didn't he? You look at that haul of it. Right, I'm, re- I'm going to have a really good week this week. But I looked at that hole and thought, if Salah goes mantle, I've got some sort of shield because he's a differential. Um, So in that sense, Smith-Rowe sort of saved my week because obviously if I didn't own Smith-Rowe, um, it could have been a pretty horrific week in terms of rank as well. Uh, but yeah, front line, Ronaldo with one point, really starting to bug me. Antonio with the goal. And uh, similar to you, Tony, with the two points and that obviously dropped. It was 78 points altogether and it dropped me to 1.1 or 1.2 million. Um, But yeah, it's quite a um, quite a sizable rank. I've got to cut down now. But um, again, I'm not hugely, hugely um, upset by that because... I'm more upset with the captaincy decision because I was I would be have look I would have been looking over a hundred points I would have had over a hundred points this week and, and seen a massive gain, um, yeah, just a shame, just a shame about the last minute captaincy decision. That's all. Um, so yeah, three hundred k marks and one point one million for me. So yeah, bit of, quite a, quite a huge difference in rank there, marks, isn't there?
1: Yeah, but I think some of the um, it's like you said. If you didn't, if you got your captaincy right that week, what would you have been on then? Ninety something,
0: hundred. So it would have been uh, yeah, so you, sorry, for, yeah, about 100, yeah, so, 102 or four. So that
1: was. would have definitely, you know, you'd have probably rose ranks. So that it's yeah. just like it's little decisions. Even for mine, for example, if I didn't take out Yotta, if I just kept Yotta and Creswell, and I would have been. I'd have got a, a, quite a good rank rise, um, but yeah, it's these little little decisions. But you know, it's a long long season, and there's there's a lot of time to you know to catch up and gain and make some more correct ones. Mm. So
0: it's weird because obviously the past the, the past two times, the past two game weeks in a row, now, I've sort of regret a decision. Um, and the first one was uh, last week. Um, where I did, I think it was because obviously we recorded the pod late. It was it was not late, but um, I think there was an extra game the week left, um, and I moved Ben on to Havertz when in fact I was going to go for the minus four, um, and and bring Chilwell in as well, and obviously Chilwell did really well this week, didn't he? Um, so so yeah, that yeah, was the diff- first decision. Um, second was the captaincy. It was sat. It was you know that was my first decision was to captain Salah, and then I changed from that. So um, so yeah, my first thoughts are very interesting actually, and, and and going off the past two weeks, I sort of want to stick with those thoughts, but we'll see. We'll see how the pod goes, I suppose. Yeah, um, I mean
1: it's easy to after the game week, for example, my decision to take out Yotta. At the time, I felt that was the best decision on the basis that he kept, He kept. you know, there was a few blanks and, and Havertz looked coming up against the, the the worst side in in the division and you'd expect the one kind of, the most forward player for Chelsea to score in a 7-0 thrashing and he didn't. So, I think we were a bit unfortunate there it's to be perfectly honest. It?
0: And then yeah. he goes and bloody scores last night. <laughs> Isn't it? It's
1: it's a bit funny to it's funny to be it honest. Seven <laughs> <7-0, laughs> no uh, goals. scores last night. The only yeah. goal. Ah, oh, it's, uh, it's the way it goes sometimes, isn't it? The way it goes. What can you do?
0: Yeah, it's interesting actually that the whole Chelsea team returned points apart from Havertz that day. And, uh, <laughs> the one no, that's that the thing
1: you. you can't write that now.
0: <laughs> but anyway, at least I can laugh at it now because it's pretty fuming. um on the weekend, yeah, but, a lot but, of
1: people were very temperatures were you know high on Twitter, especially amongst oh, they the community. are lot, aren't they
0: always <laughs> something recently. going on in the community.
1: <laughs> it, people just sometimes you got it at the end of the day, it's it's a game. You know, you can't uh, you can't control what's what's happening. I watched a good video via um by FPL Raptor. You know, it's like once you made your decision, that's it. You can't impact what the what the what happens and. When you make your original decisions, you obviously base that on on what you think is the correct decision, either on stats or you know gut feel. So you can't beat yourself up about it in the end of the day.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think Ross will be happy that your name dropped in there, so I'll have to let him know. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So we're just going to move on now to some uh, to some big topics. We're not going to dwell on the past too much because obviously it's all about looking forward. Um. One of the subjects we've touched upon briefly a couple of times, actually, and it's the subject of Kane or Son or both, because obviously they, they're they too heavy hitters. They, they're going to need pre-planning. You're going to need to to put some sort of plan in place to get access to funds. To, to, you know, if, if you're quite heavy at the top, you're going to have to sell from the top and then um, sort of make a couple of transfers um, to sort out. Son in midfield. So, um, have you decided which way you're going with that, or if you're going to go for any um, for that moment? Um, because it's in game week twelve, isn't it? That they play Leeds, but you could arguably go early um, this week against United, or even Everton next week.
1: I think um, you know against West Ham, they come up against a you know a solid team, um, and you know that not many teams have been doing that well against West Ham recently, but yeah i'm going i would like you just said in terms of game week 12 i think then i'll review i mean united after just being battered by liverpool you could argue on that basis that they're going to be you know they are going to want to avoid to concede at a minimum um you know on that on that heavy defeat they just experienced so and of course kane and son i mean son maybe more so is has been more of the kind of informed player but for going for both of them when comparison the amount of money they cost and the fact that there's a lot of other players currently in out there that you could potentially go for. For me, I'm not opting for either of them. Um, I will consider potentially one of them um, for Game Week 12 because I currently own Kevin De Bruyne, so of course he's an you know, expensive player and I could use his funds to, to, to potentially fund it. But if, yeah, for me, for the moment, I'm going to they're not, I'm not going to bring him in for this week for sure.
0: Yeah, so in terms of um, long term, would you say you prefer Son or would you prefer Kane at the moment? Son, yeah, I mean,
1: if you look at <sighs> Kane, he's not, he's just not been at the races for me. I mean, you can, you know, I can name a few stats to back it up, but in terms of a pl- son, seems to be the kind of ignite in the five you like it, you know, yeah for Spurs when they do um, play well. Um, of course Kane is one of those players where you could get three chart three good chances and bang three goals and you know top goal scorer, top assistor last season. We you know it's it could just be a matter of time, you know, against United if they don't change how they played against Liverpool, you know, they could Spurs could get a few chances and and of course you know, Spurs are up against it in terms of where, where they are in the league at the moment, so yeah, that it could be a turning point. But yeah, for me at the moment, I would consider from game week
0: 12. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it, that Kane has only had one return, one attacking return, um, in the nine games that Spurs have played this season so far.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's I know, in comparison to last season, it's him crazy, and Son were just so. It was one of those where if you didn't have Kane or Son, you just your rank would kind of a bit like Salah this season. You, you it really affected you. So it is it? Mm. It's surprising how things can change, some
0: but- some believe it or not is doing quite well. So he's had three double digit returns, three ten points, and then he's had a nine point and a seven points. So so he's you know he's he's returned in five out of nine matches so far this season, which is pretty good, isn't it? Considering. You know, Spurs haven't played that well. You can only imagine sort of Son's potential when Spurs start picking it up a little bit. Um and you'd think these fixtures ahead would um would sort of do that, wouldn't you?
1: Well yeah, definitely against the against the likes of, you know, Leeds who haven't got you've you've got a lot of injuries, you know, but um Burnley and, and... Well, maybe not so much um, Brentford, but especially Norwich, you know. These are games where you'd expect Spurs to win and at least get on the score sheet. And if a player's going to do it, it's probably going to be Son or Kane.
0: I'm not really seeing much, sort of, many options up front. I know it sounds a bit random saying that, but that sort of links with my sort of want for Son or Kane. So I'm looking at Son at the moment. Um. And I own Ronaldo, who who will eventually go. Now, for me to get Son, and the reason I've brought this up on tonight tonight's pod is because um, a, a move for Son, in my case and many others, would mean a sort of two game week plan transfer instead of you know getting to getting to game week twelve and you're like oh god I need Son I need to you know take a big hit to get him in you know you could start looking at that now. Um, and obviously there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, people in the community now preferring the you know the the 442 or the um 5 451 or the 352 um so i mean because obviously there's a lot more options in defence and midfield these days isn't there in in terms of you know like you've got the likes of rafina smith row now havertz all mount you've got Foden, Salah, son so so yeah, I, I'd be personally looking at Son. Son always gives you that extra couple of million as well, doesn't he? I mean, you wouldn't say that there's a couple of million uh, between Son and Kane, would you?
1: No. Um but like you said, it's one of those where you're gonna probably have to do, plan it either take a minus four or save up two transfers because yeah, you know, there's, there's not many players that are gonna be around Son's level unless you're taking out Salah, which would which will not happen. So yeah, you're gonna likely have to downgrade one of your strikers or bring the bring the funds from elsewhere
0: yeah so it's safe to say me and you are both on sort of son's side of the argument aren't we
1: yeah for me yes based upon what you just you know what you said in terms of his current form he's cheaper um and of course kane you know kane is a lot of money and, um i think you know there will be a point in the season where kane kane's form will change and of course it'll be one of those where yeah, we we kind of have to fit him in because we're missing out so much. So, but I'm, until that comes son for me at the moment,
0: yeah, I feel like we need to see something from Kane, don't we? I feel like we need to see a little bit more for Kane to invest that sort of money. Was it twelve million? Yeah, I mean, a few people have jumped at
1: jumped at it already. I mean, a few, mm. um, and you know, it it make it makes sense maybe getting ahead of getting ahead of the crowd kind of thing. Um, yeah, but of course. for me at the moment,
0: yeah. Got other players that I feel could uh, warrant a return. So let's just now look at the city attack, the Man City attack. Um, obviously, you're an owner of KDB. You must have been frustrated the other night when he didn't start.
1: Yeah, <laughs> especially <laughs> after so many. There was a point where you know if it were, Salah was the only one that returned for me in midfield out of five midfielders this week, mm. and it was just it was a frustrating one to see Kevin De Bruyne. Um, you know, benched and then he comes on. I mean, we can see though, I feel like Kevin De Bruyne is just one of those players where in the league, you know, know, he's one of the most nailed on players. I mean, I know he didn't start on the weekend and I know he's starting midweek in the Carabao Cup, but for his money, you know, I I need him to start. And I feel like with the other City attackers, there's so many... Uncertainties. I know Foden, like you mentioned, the player that's jumping out because, of course, he got a couple of goals and mm. and. But then it's just like he, he can change. You got so many attackers. Like Grealish could come in, Sterling could come in. You know, you got Jesus, um, Bernardo Silva fitting somewhere. You know, it's, yeah. it's just yeah. so tricky, and it depends on what sort of player you are. You know, if you're willing to take the take the risk, and it doesn't bother you that if he's benched and then then fair enough, but.
0: Yeah, me, I think yeah. we talked about, we talked last week about having a strong bench, didn't we? And and I think if you were to go, um, if you were to have a strong bench, you could easily go for a City attacker. Um, Foden, massively in the limelight at the moment, um, he's, he's sort of a hot, hot topic in the community in, in terms of a transfer in this week. Um, and we both know now that he also didn't start, um, he's, he's also not starting in the cup game tonight. Um his past four, so he's played the past four Premier League games in a row. He started the last four in a row now for Foden. Has um, he got three point seven point six points? And obviously the haul on the weekend of eighteen points, which is huge. Um, so yeah, in terms of his minutes, they're very steady at the moment. Um, four in a row now for him. Jesus, a little bit a little bit last with uh, Gabriel Hazu, so he's played three of those four. Um, he he got five points, five points, then an eight points. So I think if you're, if you, obviously you own KDB, Max, whether you're happy with that in in a couple of games, it could be a totally different story. But the fact is you've got a city attacker already. Um, A lot of people out there don't have the money for KDB. And you may not even need um, that much money in the city attack because let's be honest, against Brighton the other day, they were ramping, weren't they?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's that's the one the one issue is, and a good point you've made. You know, KDB is a lot of money, and could I potentially go elsewhere for a player that like Foden, who, as you said, you know he's getting retired. There is, I feel like with as the common phrase that gets thrown around in the community, um, you know, Pep roulette. Suddenly, it's it's Sterling's turn to to play. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. you don't know when it's gonna be, and I feel like while fo- some of the city assets are. are, are because of the price level, you know it's not as as much of an issue whether they play or not. And it, like you said, if you've got a bit of cover on the, on your bench anyway, um, you've got an alternative midfielder that you wouldn't mind coming in. It's just about how frustrated you might be. For the moment, though, it does look like Foden is get, getting the nod. Um, so, it not is not a bad shout at all. Um, no. It's similar to like uh, Ben Rama in the earlier part of the season. You know, could it be one of those? Well, a few people that are opting for him have already missed the kind of miss the run if you like and could his, yeah. could his fortunes change or or knowing City I, I don't think it will to be honest but it's just when he continues to start
0: it's difficult isn't it because he's he's we've sort of been waiting for Foden and I mentioned this um, with uh, FPL Nymphre this this week on the live stream that we were almost waiting um, for Foden to sort of become that player that he's you know sort of like the KDB and um, I also mentioned the fact that I thought KDB, the, the, the KDB is is having lesser and lesser effect on the team in terms of how much they need him um, because Foden sort of stepped up. Um, he's, he's versatile; he can play loads of different positions. He's he's only eight million or eight point one or two, whatever he's risen up to now. Um, so yeah, Foden could be a great shout. on the fact he doesn't start tonight, almost for me, guarantees he starts on the weekend. You could say that about Cancelo because obviously he's he's been benched tonight, and you could also say that about Gabriel Jesus as well because me talking before about the fact that it was that, you know the, there's not that many strikers at the moment that we're looking at and thinking, you know they look great because if you look at City's fixtures now they play Palace this week, then they play United who let's be honest, you know could take a hiding from City there. Um, and They play Everton, West Ham, but then they go on a really, really long run of Villa, Watford, Wolves, Leeds, Newcastle, Leicester, Brentford. Um, so I mean, in terms of someone who hasn't got a city, uh, an asset in that city attack, I really want some, I really want a part of that because obviously, can okay, he you know, he's he's got that side to him where he can attack and he can score goals. And for me, you know, I like Cancelo. I think he's great. He's, you know, he seems to be starting every Premier League game so far. Um, and I'm just I'm just looking at Foden thinking, could he be the person in that midfield? And we're always like this, aren't we? We say, you know, we're always waiting for someone that will play every single game, similar to KDB, or at least we thought, um, to sort of rely on um, in, in terms of City asset. So... So, yeah, for me, I would be personally looking at Foden in midfield or Jesus up front. But then, for, for example, for Foden,
1: right, you know, he's he's got three goals this season. He's got one assist. Kevin mm. De Bruyne has got two goals. All right, he hasn't got an assist, but I mean, he's only got one more goal than him. And, yeah. and then you've got Gundogan, who's also got two goals. So he's only got one more goal than him. Mares has also got yeah. two goals and an assist. So he's only got one more goal than him so it feels like you know some of the players for city you know any player could just suddenly like like gundogan last season you know when they didn't but he was like was he the top goal scorer last season for manchester city i think he i think he was i think he had a 13 goals yeah. or something like that um so there's i feel like we as much as foden has been doing well i feel that there is also a kind of a potentially a proceed with caution as well um, and yeah. While of course he, you know, he's getting the nod in terms of the team. There is, you know, I feel like it's it's a difficult one, but I know people want to jump on it. Um, but we saw what happened with Havertz. So I, I jumped on it as well, and he and he bloody blanked. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you gotta you gotta be careful.
0: Yeah, so I think we'll we're, what we'll do is we'll leave the city attack there, um, because it could go on forever, couldn't it? Because there's so many sort of variables with the city attack, and I think as long as long as you've got good bench cover. I think you're okay um, to sort of go in for one of them. Um, I'm not going to dwell on some of the other topics for too long. Um, but yeah, we, we already discussed Antonio, didn't we? Um, on last week's pod. And, you know, we, you know, we've already talked about him briefly. You think he's still a hold? For the
1: moment, I'm not getting rid of him. Yeah. Um, he's too good, isn't he?
0: He's just, he's, you know, he's he's, a, he's an absolute fiend on the pitch. He's, He's ridiculous, isn't he? He's one ridiculous. of the, yeah,
1: I feel like he could, he's he's getting into, you know, West Ham looked like a really solid, you know, this season, they've looked really decent. Um, Moyes is doing a great job of them. And at the moment, I'd feel like he's, you know, he, as many would say, the focal point to the attack. You know, he, he plays when he's not injured, um, touch wood, he's, he's okay in terms of his hamstring, etc. But when he plays, you know, he's, he plays the full 90 minutes most of the time. Um, and okay, they have got some tricky fixtures coming up. That's just sort of slight concern, and it could be one way I maybe bring in Son if I take out because he's they've got you know you've got Villa this week, but then they've got Liverpool. All right, they then got Wolves, but then they've got Man City, then they've got Brighton Chelsea, and so you could argue that you know they've got three of the best teams in the league in the next you know five or six, five or six fixtures. So it's something yeah. to consider, Um but this week i feel like he could he could do well against villa so i'm not taking him out currently for this week
0: tough isn't it as well because obviously his ownership is so high that if you sold him and he did score you'd be looking at a big critical drop wouldn't you in rank and i think i read somewhere actually that his xg was 0.87 against the top four sides last season which sort of shows that he's a big game player so it it just it just sort of sways me more towards keeping him and I just feel there's so many other fights to put out in people's teams at the moment that Antonio feels like less of a concern doesn't he yeah
1: a few players I fell into the trap similar to that in terms of always focusing on these luxury moves do you know what I'll I'll bring him him for this player for this player or like for example my wild card I feel in looking back I feel it was more of a wild card that I didn't really need to do whereas recently you know some of the players i've had injuries etc like a lot of people and that's cost me a little bit because then i've ended up having to make you know moves that i didn't really want to make but i feel like um there's certain players like him where you could you could uh keep them but there's other players i don't know whether you want to take them out or there's certain players you want to bring in but you've got to focus on some of the players you've already got and if there's any, something more pressing in your team to consider for, for example if you've got injuries or you haven't got a backed-up bench, which rotation could cost you. So, yeah, you've also got to consider that when you're making the transfers.
0: Great stuff. And, obviously, Antonio rested uh, for the City game tonight, which is good to see um, with Ben Romer, Obviously, I don't own Ben Romer anymore. But, yeah, a fully rested Antonio um, against Villa, who were conceding two goals pretty much every game at the moment. So, yeah, in terms of Antonio, he's uh, he's not really an issue. Really, a. Uh, a huge issue right now, is he? No, not for no. me. No. So, what we did, we we sent a few questions out on the um, the the podcast page early before. So, I'm just going to go through one of our questions um, that we got off our FPL spider pig. Um, is Reece James a gamble to bring in this week after yesterday's extra time? Already have Chilwell and I'm thinking of a double Chelsea defence with James. <sighs> I'll let
1: you start, Liz. Considering you're you're the, you're the Chelsea fan and a bit of an expert on them.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I would say it's a gamble. Um, I think the, the the problem is with, with the uh, with the Chelsea back line. It's inevitable that it's going to get rotated. I think with the versatility of um, Alsbill Equator as well, he can play right centre back, right wing back. You've also got Christensen who can play right centre back and centre back. So Shalabane now playing, being able to play right centre back as well. There's a lot of um, a lot of players vying for the same position now. Reese James is is you know he's he's had this is this would have been his his, um, his second game in a row now. Um, Christensen was out because of his teeth. He he had an accident in um, in training. I think it was a training injury, and he had to have teeth surgery. So I imagine he'll be fine for the weekend. I imagine he'll play as well because. Um, he won't miss three games in a row. He won't not start three games in a row. He will start. Um, Asbel Equator had a shoulder injury. I saw Tuchel said it was minor and it did look minor because he was sort of waving his arms around, lifting his shoulders up, celebrating um, from the stands. And I know you can't really say too much about how how well they look through a celebration, but uh, yeah, I think I think if it was a serious shoulder injury, he you know he he wouldn't be waving his arms around. Um, how you know, like he was. Obviously we wait until the press conference this um this week. Um so I mean in terms of that, if if equator and Christensen get cleared to play by Touchell, I imagine they'll both start Reese James um not starting, but know that he will probably come on from one pointer. Um but yeah, I think in terms of long term though, I think Reese James will probably play more games than he won't and i think as long as you've got a good bench similar to the whole city um scenario and attack that me and max discussed i think as long as you've got um a bench a good bench i suppose and and are also prepared for that sort of one pointer every so often then um, then yeah go for go for Reece james i think long term reece james is probably a good a good option but would probably be a little bit put off by getting him this week depending on how the um, how the press conference goes, but what I'll, do on, uh, with, uh, what I'll do, Max, is I will ask you the first question of the next set of questions. So FBL teacher, he sent us in uh, three or four questions. Um, he said, "What is your ideal starting eleven with three Chelsea, three Liverpool, and three City players? The remaining two are up to you."
1: So, as in, you have to your only your only team is just them players.
0: Yes, yeah, so I think you can have three players of each, and then two uh, any any two players in the league. I think. Okay, so right. that was that was Chelsea, City, and Liverpool, right? Yes.
1: Okay. Well, straight away, Salah. Yeah. <laughs> no questions asked. Um, Trent for Liverpool as well. Trent right back. Yeah. Um. For the fir- the third player for Liverpool is a tricky one. I don't think it would be. I wouldn't invest in Van Dijk, um, Robertson just because of his price is a bit too much for me. Um, you know, seven million. Same for the, um, and the other centre back is sometimes with Canati played on the weekend, and sometimes it's Matip. It's a little bit. So I wouldn't really offer anyone else in defence uh, for Liverpool. Midfield wise, I mean, if you, unless you, for, I would probably Mane is too much money. Um, and Yota, okay, he's got, got the 11 points on the weekend, but then there's a bit of rotation with But if I had to pick a player, either him or Firmino, just on the basis that some um, Firmino has been out a little bit, and so, in answer to the question, if I had to pick three, I'd probably mm. pick Yosser, and then if he gets benched, he gets benched. Um, yeah. Moving on to Chelsea, well, originally it would be Lukaku, but Lukaku's injured. Um, mm. I would go... So I going to the starting off at the back, Rudiger would be my first pick. Um just because of the fact that he's in terms of his ability to you know, he starts most of the games, um, if not all of them, and I feel like his rotation risk is reduced in comparison to some of the fit players you discussed earlier. Yeah. Um midfield wise, it's a, that is that's a tough one. I mean I personally am gonna stick with Havertz, even though there's, you know, Mount of course got his hat trick, looked a bit um you know, he looked lively, of course. When he got, when you get a hat trick, you know, he was all, he was kind of the focal point on the weekend. But I feel like Havertz is—he's playing. You know, I feel like he's going to be playing further forward, and I feel like he's... You might disagree or agree, but I feel like he's he's confirmed as a starter, and I I think like we can't judge the fact he didn't score on a seven, you know, in the seven goal thriller as yeah, just yet. So I would say. For me, Havertz. So that's Rudiger, Havertz, and then the final option is difficult because Chelsea have got so many midfielders, is quality midfielders, is ridiculous. I mean, you could even argue Georginio. Uh, someone, I know this sounds stupid, but you know how many penalties has he got? It was goals is he scoring, and he's actually picking up a few assists here and there, so similar to Kovacic. Yeah. Um, but they wouldn't be my first point of call. So really. I would then I would be looking at potentially another defender. So for me, it would be Havertz, Rudiger, and the, it's the a the tricky one to choose, as you said. You know, it, which one to go for because you got um, you got J- James, you have got Chilwell, who's banging in goals. You've got Aspilicueta, who's who's been a confirmed kind of starter for a lot of the season. Of course, he's a bit hmm. injured. I would personally, the fact that Chilwell's scored was is it in his last three games? he's scored in every, or is it four, including so, in. Four okay, yeah. So I would say Chilwell on that basis, but of course, there's rotation risk. Um, and then finally, City, uh, Kinsella was it three of each, right?
0: Yeah, three <laughs> just of each. to
1: be okay, three of each. Um, I would, I would say Kinsella st- straight away, even if one, because of course, um, they're tacking returns, and I feel like he's more conf- he, he offers more than perhaps Diaz, someone at center back or or Carl Walker does. Um then moving on to midfield again, this I'm slightly biased now, aren't I? Because I've already got some of these. I've already got KDB, so I might. I'm obviously probably going to say KDB, but yeah. Based upon some of your points, I would probably say Cancelo and Foden, and this third option is. It's a difficult one, but who who do you pick? Because, <laughs> you if you pick two midfielders, a slightly and you don't pick KDB, it's slightly one of them is not going to start. So yeah. do, you, do you opt for a, a you know yeah Ye- can't say his name yeah but then yeah. does he even start you know then and even playing a striker all the time so yeah
0: I think what I, what I just want to say is I think there's a lot of issues with the with the the question itself I think obviously three of each you're not only are you probably going to have budget restrictions and budget problems you're also going to have mass rotation between Chelsea and man City so do you want six? Do you want six players in your team from Chelsea and Man City? I'm not too sure. It's, yeah, it's,
1: it's, f- sorry, goodness.
0: Yeah, no, I'm just, I was just saying, it's, it's going to be pretty tough to balance that. Um, you know, I would it, definitely
1: stay, stay, steer away from doing that. Like, I would never really have two because then you've, you know, if you do that, you've got nine players of three teams. If one of the games doesn't go your way, you can You're suddenly only got six player. I, oh, I always. 10, of course, unless it's, you know, confirmed teams. I know the three teams you mentioned are, of course, you know the three best teams in the league, but I always stay clear of having too many of each team, just from a point of view of having fun as well. I mean, we've got to remember it's a game and I feel it's better when you're watching more games that have involved some of your players as well.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's not practical is it? And, And it sort of answers the next question, would you consider rolling with it for the next four to six weeks? And and probably not because there's going to be so much rotation there um, and, and probably budget restrictions as well. Um, the next question was Would you target Man United as a fixture like Norwich, Burnley, Leeds, and Newcastle? Um, and I, I think my answer would be yes. I think at the moment, obviously, United are falling apart. They're conceding lots of goals. I think they've conceded like 19 goals in the past 10, averages about 1.9 goals per game. So, in terms of uh, defenses to target united or that um but yeah that answers that question uh the next one was just educate listeners on how to follow and filter content creators advice any uh anything on that max before i um continue with that one
1: I think you, you've you always got to take it with a pinch of salt, what anyone says, including us, what we're talking about right now. We're, we're talking about the players and we're, we're advising. But most, while some of most content creators, you know, base their um, views on stats, you know, a lot of them, you can't determine what a player's is going to do on the weekend, even if they have got an XG of whatever, you know. Yeah. So you've always got to take it with a pinch of salt. And if, if a content creator, I've seen a lot recently where people have been going at content creators and for are oh, you i picked this you said this player and the, yeah i mean he's not manager of your team you know <laughs> your it's your own game your own site you know as much as you can take in content like i do you know i watch different youtube videos or consume content on twitter at the end of the day it's, it's up to me to make my decision not you know you can't take what people content creators uh, say as gospel you know i don't I don't know whether a content creator, you know, most of them, you know, do quite well, of course, because you're focusing on, on, on the, the you know, FPL. So you, naturally, mm. a lot of content creators do perform better than the average Joe. But like I said, you know, it's, it's a game and you can't get frustrated. I know some people recently have been really, like I said, um, quite quite uh have strong views towards content creators or being quite aggressive or or nasty with the comments they're making towards them and i think it's i think that's completely out of order in terms of you know you you make your own decision and sometimes content creators have got to be careful especially if you have got a large audience and a large um community of people that look at you what you say as well so you've got to be they've got to be careful in that point of view and the way they represent themselves and also the things they say in terms of um because I know a lot of people sometimes get frustrated when people are gloating and, oh, I've I got this rank, da, 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 da. if you did this, you're this, or whatever it may yeah. be. But at the end of the day, it's just an opinion, it's just a person, you know, you, you just got to take it with a pinch of salt and it's a, it's a game, so... Yeah, my, but, my, yeah.
0: My, my, my opinion of this would be probably don't have, don't have too many sort of... don't watch too much content because as you know you could easily consume too much content or um content from too many content creators if that makes sense you've got all these opinions rolled into you know say your viewings through the week could be you know, oh, I watch um, I watch Andy from Let's Talk on a Monday, then Ross Rapp on a Tuesday, and then uh, our pod on a Wednesday. I just feel that's a little bit too overkill. I feel like you you pick, you know, two, three, maybe four selected content creators. You follow them. You you know, you listen to the content, um, providing that you trust them, providing that you know you've you know that the, your game plan sort of. Is, is similar to theirs or the way you play is similar. Um, but yeah, again, don't, don't rely too, too heavily on content creators, watch football yourself and make your own opinions, make your own notes. Um, even if you haven't got time to, you know, try to, um, but yeah, never rely too much on content creators. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where we are. That's the questions, Max, that we've had today. So quite heavy there um, in terms of context, but Let's just move on to a quick game week preview on what in in terms of what we think we're going to do for game week ten because there's a lot of um, a lot of interest and a lot of uh, options this week, isn't there?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, if I start off, so Sanchez in goal. I'm not going to transfer another keeper, and I I'm expecting him Liverpool to continue how they've been doing. Um, but hopefully, he gets a couple of save points like he did against City. Um, mm. Rudiger, Arnold and Cancelo in defence. I'm happy with that. I'm not going to make any changes. Um Canse- <sighs> sala captain. I've got a yellow flag against Rafinha and Odegaard. That is a concern. I'm hoping Rafinha will be back for the weekend. I'm not 100% sure. Hopefully he I think, does. I
0: think Bialsa said it. he should be back and it wasn't anything too serious. So I think, I think we're, we'll be fine with Rafinha.
1: Okay, that's good. That's good to hear. Um, because we
0: want him against Norwich, don't we?
1: Yeah exactly that that could be a really good good game for him um to get some assists or goals um KDB will be starting um well in my team whether he'll be starting for city is another story <laughs> he better bloody be starting for the, for the 12 million i, I can't be I'm having a 12 million pound player just sitting on my bench um, a little bit
0: worried that he started today I no. oh, hopefully he comes Trump. off in the second half, Lewis, about 60th yeah. minute. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> in answer to your question, yeah, I'm a little bit concerned. <laughs> um, Havertz, he will be st- uh, starting. Odegaard, I am concerned about because he has got a yellow flag as well, saying he's got a knock, and he didn't feature him in midweek. So I actually, hopefully, should be all right for the weekend. But again, he's 5.5. Not happy, not,
0: not happy with his positioning, though, are you? No, because of Yeah, because I think I said to
1: you just before um, I don't know whether it was on Twitter. I said, you know, there is potential for him to not even play at all. Yeah. I said, if I said if Lacazette starts up top and Abamyang shifts to the wing, Emil Smith Rowe will play CAM, and then you've got a risk of if he plays CDM or not. And he didn't. the Conga played instead of him. So that is another potential concern for me whether he starts at all. So I that is one decision where if I make a transfer, it could be, Odegaard could be coming out. I don't want to think, I don't really want to go, I, w- I would like Emil Smith-Rowe, but I'd rather, I like Odegaard in the sense that he's not got that much, I feel like everyone's going to start jumping on it, Emil Smith-Rowe now. And Odegaard has only, he has got me an 11-pointer already this season. Yeah. But I can't cling on to that so much. So that's one for me to monitor. Tony and Tony up top. So the two Tonys up top. Um, which will not change. White is currently sitting on my bench, first choice, but he has he did uh, come off yesterday, which was a concern. But illness, yeah, wasn't
0: from... it? Was it an illness? Apparently, I think was it Arteta said that he had he he picked up an illness. What yeah, I anything? thought
1: it was a knock originally, but apparently, yeah, maybe it is a is an illness. Um, mm. So yeah, something to cons- uh, a slight concern, but I won't be taking a minus four this week. Um, if I do make a change, it'll be Odegaard. But yeah, that's my team so far.
0: Any thoughts on who you'd replace Odegaard with?
1: Well, it won't be in Mbem- Mbemo because he's injured. Um, mm. You're looking at the kind of prize bracket I've got, and I haven't got any money in the bank now. Um, the only players I really... While I mentioned Mbosemov, there's not many players I can really afford because Odegaard's 5.5. Um. So it's... A, it's a slight concern on how many how many options are out there for me at that sort yeah. of price tag. So it is I'm a little bit you know unsure of who I would bring in other than and I do like to have an Arsenal player. I would like to have one player for my team just to make it a bit more fun. But yeah, so it's, that's one I need to consider. Those
0: two of the biggest transfer targets I've seen you not mention in the community at the moment are Chilwell and Foden. Any any um, any thoughts on them or any interest in getting them in this week? Or are you happy to just roll? Uh, well, roll into next week, um, providing the uh older guard situation sorted.
1: Well, Chilwell, uh, currently I've got three kind of, what I would say, premium, premium defenders now. So mm. if I was to take out Chilwell, I, I mean, I've got a bench fodder from Norwich who's 3.9 million, so I can't do anything with him. I've got Ben White he's 4.4 million, but I think that's yes, a great way of getting into the Arsenal team at 4.4 million. So for Chilwell, for me, I don't really know who I'd bring it, bring him in for. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Foden, yeah, it's a good point. KDB, if, if he starts, if it starts being like KDB's not a confirmed starter, then that is a player that I could, or even if I potentially upgrade Odegaard and take out, I could be, you know, KDB to Son and then Odegaard to Foden, but that's something I need to consider in the coming game Ooh, weeks.
0: That, that does sound good, doesn't it?
1: Sounds better that sounds better than potentially at the moment Odegaard being injured and KDB not starting, but <laughs> yeah. we'll have to see Lewis.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so in, in terms of me um Sanchez in goal against Liverpool, I've got the same back line as you, Cancelo, Rudiger, Trent, um, full you know, fully expect all three to start because obviously um, Rudiger and Canseiro both both uh, not in the lineups for the cup games for both Chelsea and City respectively. Um, Salah captain could be my permanent captain forever now after last week's traumatic experience. He just wouldn't stop, would he? He wouldn't stop scoring. I'm like, please stop scoring and he just kept scoring and scoring and scoring and in the end I had to turn it off and think, I, this is not good. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think Salah, Salah. I don't want to go off on a different, uh, different um, sort of path with with Salah being a permanent captaincy, but you have to be looking at Salah and thinking, I need to be captaining him every week now.
1: Definitely, with his current form, you know he's the best player in the league. Um, so unless
0: I see something change, I don't think, like both of us, I don't think we'll be changing our captain anytime soon. Interesting, isn't it? Because it's going to get to a point now with Salah captaincy where. you you basically, even if you captain him, you're not going to get that much out of it.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point, Lewis. And it, I did see, I think, someone mentioned on the community, does it take the fun out of it? And I think it does a little bit because yeah. when you captain a player, you, you, and if it's if you don't know who's going to do well each week, if we know Salah's going to do well every, for the next argument, say 38 game weeks and he scores a hat-trick in every day, you're going to captain him. It takes the fun out of it slightly because yeah. you could get a different player and gain some rank with that odd captain. So, but yeah, hopefully we'll see how it goes, won't we?
0: Of course. So salary in midfield, it's, this is a 3-4-3 at the moment. Um, Rafina should be OK. Slight knock. I've got a couple of flags at the moment, um, but I expect Rafina to play. Um, Havertz against Newcastle, really happy. Um, not have you captain him last week, but I'm happy with him going into this game with the goal against Southampton last night to boost up his confidence because he looked a little bit short of it. Um, Smith-Rowe. Um, you're not going to believe this, but I'm not too sure I'm going to play in this week against oh, Leicester. I'm, I'm not 100 percent yet. Ronaldo at front, um, Antonio and Tony. Um, my main issues at the moment is is Ronaldo um, against Tottenham. There's an argument that I could keep, I could I could keep my team as it is and roll it with Marcel first sub. But even he's flagged, and the second and third sub are Williams, who doesn't play anymore, and Sissoko, who's not really an FPL asset. Um, so I definitely need some more squad depth um, in terms of the bench also. Um, but there's a couple of targets that I'm looking at, and I'm looking at Chilwell. Um, and my first thought is, how do I get to Chilwell? And the answer is, I can't get to him without a hit, which I'm not too sure I mind, because obviously last week I, I did want to hit him in, but didn't, and he scored and kept the clean sheet. So he basically hauled. Um, my only my, my, my one way of doing that would be, is Ronaldo downgraded to a to an eight million around 8.5, 8.6 million striker or lower um and then upgrading Marcel, the four point five defender up to Chilwell, starting with a back four bench and smithrow and going four four um four four three. yeah, four 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 two, sorry. Um four three. Free. I'm not too sure, but yeah, it, it yeah it's it's all up in the air at the moment because if if I do want Chilwell, it's a hit, and then if I do and if I do bring Chilwell in, who do what striker do I bring in for Ronaldo? Jesus, mm. I'm not too sure. I could go to, down to Broja. A um, lot of
1: people were going on about him after his but, first, you
0: know. Two yeah, goals in the last two games. I mean that's fine. Um, I wouldn't be relying on Broja because I've still got Smith Rowe, but what that does for me selling Ronaldo down to Broha gives me around six million. It, it so that yeah six million in the bank, which I could obviously upgrade Marcel to Chilwell, um, with one point three or four of it, and then keep three point five or whatever it is to upgrade Havertz to Son next week. Or whenever you know Lukaku's back, have it's all sort of fade out. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm looking at. I could potentially take, I could either either roll or take a minus four. So there's no in between. Um, for me this week, I don't think. Um, a lot depends on the press conferences though, because if Rafina isn't fit and Marcel still isn't fit, then I will literally have 14, 10, man, yeah. ten man, yeah, ten and Sissoko. Um, so yeah, a lot to pond this week and obviously that goes um that, that's without Foden in the picture as well. Um because obviously if um if Foden if if, if Rafina doesn't play then um it just gets a bit more it just gets a bit a little bit more confusing. So Foden Foden's probably a little bit out of my reach this week, but Chilwell and either Broja or Jesus or maybe even Ings because he could be an interesting option for the Villa fixtures as well. It could go either way this week. Um, But one thing is for sure, it is Salah's captaincy to lose now. Uh, But yeah, so where are you at with dodgy differential marks this week? Because I could probably go on forever about what my potential plans are. So
1: dodgy differential, I I messed it up again this week. Do you know what? Dennis, I picked, right? And he 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 was on the bench and he hasn't been doing well at all. And he ended you know, he ended up coming on and getting two assistant goal. I mean, you couldn't you could <laughs> predict it. Um, Gallagher I picked um for the differential um and he he did not return. So unfortunately the FPL community is is battering me at the moment. Um FPL Warno got dodgy differential right in being and Bemo and because he came off injured and he got the differential right in James. Um, currently, the record for the FPL community. I thought, Do you know, I'm actually just see what it is. Seventy eight percent record on differentials and eighty nine percent record on dodgy differentials. So, you know, the, you you being one of the players that took part in this, I mean, everyone pe- people's picks are, are very solid at the moment. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I might even have to start, you know. So seeing what seeing what people's picks are, I might do it myself. But <laughs> but yeah, um, yes. Yeah, so, so that was the performances out so far in the last game week, and I'll of course um, release the next video in the upcoming days before the game week deadline.
0: So great stuff. I mean, just to um, just to sort of summarize everyone on the pod so far. Another good week for you, Max, in terms of rank. You've sort of capped that three hundred k. Very poor one um, for me. Um, with one leading me down to 1.1 which is a result of the the salary um still not hugely concerned I think obviously there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of um, game weeks left no one should feel too down about the rank at the moment um some great options out there at the moment with into the city attack uh, the Chelsea back line they would be the, the 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 sort of ones I would be looking at at the moment um um, and yeah also just noticing um a goal's come in for bramford and it's ivan tony with the assessed comes with the goal so it's nice to see tony get some attacking returns because he's uh, he a lot of people will be looking at tony actually over the next couple of weeks so it's good to see him back in the uh, within the attacking returns as well um but yeah um again thanks for joining us uh, everyone and if you've you've not followed uh, minor max's new twitter page yet Give it a follow. Get get, get yourself on there. Um, we'll post our team line. It's from there. It's at FPL Max Reaction. That's the username. So give that a follow. Um, give it. Give us a, a retweet as well when we sort of send out tweets. Just help that page grow a little bit more. Um, but yeah, um, anything else to add, Max? No,
1: uh, nothing more to add. Just good luck to everyone um, for the upcoming game week. And yeah. Just be positive and hopefully rank rises for us all. Um, But, yeah, good luck to everyone. And we'll catch you guys next time. For sure. Cheers, Mark. See you later. Cheers, Lewis. Bye, guys.